Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2. I had so many technical difficulties with this one, I don't know why the first one went so smooth. I think I figured it out. <laughs> I guess I'll find out here soon. Um, but anyways, I just, one thing that I just, I don't know what I want. I'm so indecisive when it comes to like big decisions or what I think is a big decision. It's probably really not. But like my intro music, I just, I liked it for a day and I'm just not feeling it anymore. I feel like it's not really me. So I just went with none for now. I don't really know. We'll get to that later. That's not really the important thing. I mean, nobody really cares about intro music, I hope. Or maybe you really do and you heard my voice right off the bat and you're like, oh, nope, not listening. Uh, if you're that person, I mean, you're definitely not here anymore, so that's irrelevant. Um, okay, we're going to get started now. So I had a bunch of ideas for what I wanted to talk about today, and I just get very excited to talk about things, but I know that I need to condense them because there's obviously going to be a ton of episodes. So it's just so hard because my brain is everywhere and what I want to talk about like leads into other things. And like I said, I'm indecisive, so you know, that doesn't help. But the title of today's episode is called Rub Some Dirt On It. And this has been an idea in my head for a really long time. I even made a documentary for one of my classes last semester about athletes and mental health and everything. And I called, I called it Rub Some Dirt On It. I was actually going to name my podcast that But I thought that that geared more towards athletes and I wanted my podcast to be for everyone because I don't know, some people didn't even know the term, which surprises me, but rub some dirt on it means, for example, when you're a kid and you get a scrape on your knee, you know, your parent or your coach or whoever is like, oh, it's fine. Like rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. And I think growing up with that mentality especially as an athlete, you kind of put that into all aspects of your life. And as an athlete, you're told to show no weakness, be strong, like be tough at all times. And that goes for off the field too. You know, you're an athlete, you have to be tough. And I think anyone who's ever played even a minute of a sport or gone to a practice or done anything or even watched a sport, like you know that that's the truth. And I think one thing that is kind of being more talked about now, especially by like huge name athletes, I mean, I've seen a bunch come forward and talk about their struggles with mental health and that's freaking awesome. But I think one of the strongest things that you could ever do is admit that you're struggling, admit that you're having a hard time, you know, you're not where you should be mentally. And That's not always a bad thing. I mean, everybody goes through that. Everybody's going to have to deal with that at some point. And just because you're an athlete does not mean you're immune to feeling bad or having mental struggles. Honestly, I feel like athletes have it even harder because of what I said before, you know, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Like in a lot of people don't want to admit they're struggling because they don't want people to think that they're weak. And then they think that if people think they're weak, then they're not a good player. And a lot of athletes, their play is their personality. Their sport is their personality. Like 
even me, for example, if you ask me what I do, what I like to do, what I do in my free time, um, soccer. I mean, what do you want to do in life? Um, play soccer as long as I can. Like that, it's a, it's literally a personality trait. But even if it is your personality and, you know, you don't want to ask for help and you don't think you need it or you don't, you're terrified. I mean, I was terrified before I asked for help. I mean, nobody, nobody likes to admit that they need help. But you can ask anybody who has asked for help. It's one of the best things that you can do. My life changed when I asked for help. And it's not really knowing that you need help because I feel like a lot of people know that they need help before they ask for help. So it's really the asking for help part that changes your life. And I realize I'm saying help a lot, but a lot of times people just need support or someone to talk to. They don't necessarily need help. I mean, help. I don't know. That's just, again, that goes back to being seen as weak and you know, you don't want to ask for help, whatever. Support is the right word that we could use here, uh, if that makes you feel any better. But I read something the other day. Um, I don't know who said it or else I would say, but it said, your silence will not protect you. And this was kind of geared more towards um, like equal rights and like stuff like that. But I took it in a way, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that applies to everything. You know, I mean... Being silent, what has that gotten anybody ever? Literally nothing. It does nothing. And I think once you realize that, and you realize that your story matters, you matter, what you're feeling matters, that is a game changer. I mean, seriously, the other day someone asked me, like, how do you have the courage to make a podcast? And I might have mentioned this on the last one. I don't even know at this point. But everything that I have gone through. I used to be so silent about it. Nobody knew, you know, I tried to be quiet about it. I stayed silent about everything that I had been through, everything that I was feeling. And I eventually realized that I could help people or, I mean, the, oh my, I don't even know. I don't, (laughs) I'm getting emotional. Like the possibilities are endless. And if you speak your story, speak your mind, Who knows where you could go? You could have your own podcast. (laughs) Okay. I didn't mean for that to be like, oh my God, yeah, like everyone wants to listen to my story. Like, no, people could probably care less about my story, which is totally fine. Whatever. To each his own. I care about my story. I think I'm freaking cool. Um, (laughs) But people relate. And when people relate, They will listen to you and they will, you know, they feel it themselves and they want to know that other people have felt the same things and they want to feel validated. And I think that is a huge part, you know, so if you speak your mind, you have no idea who you're helping. And if you're not helping anyone else, you are absolutely helping yourself. I mean, how good it feels to get everything out, so much tension Like, my shoulders feel so much better after last week. (laughs) Like, it's wild. And I think not only do my shoulders feel better, but I feel better. People have, like, said that I am noticeably 
happier, noticeably like more outgoing. And it's, I mean, I even feel it. I thought something was wrong <laughs> with me. I was like, am I bipolar? Like I, I was just depressed like a couple months ago. Like how am I feeling like this? And I mean, the ups and downs of mental health are something that we could get into later. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's a whole other story. But I have felt more myself lately than I ever have before. I have never felt like this. And it's kind of scary because when I feel good, my anxiety starts to come back and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you can't feel this good forever. You know, you're going to go back downhill. It's, it's inevitable. And I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but at this point, just got to enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. I mean, hopefully it lasts forever, but I don't know. I guess that's kind of pessimistic of me to say. But I feel like no matter what, my brain, I am in fight or flight mode at all times, like no matter what. And I think that is my, I don't know what are the, I guess that would be my flight. I don't know. <laughs> like there's always something in the back of my head that I'm anxious about, worried about, thinking about, bothered by. My brain will not let me be 100% content. Um, I don't know if I'm grateful for that or no, I'm not grateful for that. Why would I say that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm just used to it at this point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no matter how great I'm doing or what, what have you, but my OCD is always on level 11 out of 10. I mean, it is... Oh, I don't even know. I don't like you go to the doctor and they ask you how many hours a day do you spend on your OCD like rituals and stuff. I literally cannot even give them a number because it is every waking moment. I like I wonder if I do my OCD like rituals in my dreams. That'd be super interesting to know. Um <laughs> that's totally besides the point, but everything that I touch, everything that I do every light switch, every, I even like look at things in a certain way because there's a thought with it. If you don't do this, something bad will happen. Um, I don't know. I can make a whole episode about OCD because I could go on and on and on about all of my OCD things. Um, I mean, it's definitely gotten better and I don't spend as much time on things lately, but it's repetitive and it's constant. And when I don't spend a lot of time on things, I've noticed that like new ones pop up. So yeah, I'm spending less time turning on and off a light switch, but I, now I have to tie my shoes a certain way, you know? So it makes up for itself later on, which really sucks. But at this point, I'm just kind of dealing with it. Um, we'll see what happens there. There's things in the works for that. Um, so anyways, that'll be later on, I guess. Uh, but another thing that I wanted to talk about going back to feeling myself and feeling more like myself than I ever have before is I was listening to Russell Brand talk the other day, which God love that man. What a guy. But he was talking about finding himself and growing up and you know, he used a lot of psychedelics to get there, uh, which is interesting, but <laughs> he was saying about 
like what he has to offer to the world, to people, to anyone. So he said, what I've got to offer is who I am, a vulnerable, flawed human being that still feels connected to the kid I was when I didn't feel good enough. And oh my God, I immediately, I paused it. I was like, oh my God, I need to write that down. (laughs) He also said, you can be whatever you want to be. You know, you can be vulnerable and flawed, but you are still capable of greatness. And I was like, oh my God, I think I need to get that tattooed across my forehead. And mom, I'm totally kidding. I will not do that. (laughs) Anyone who knows me is, they know. I will get a tattoo like that. Not on my forehead, but I would. Anyways, that's totally besides the point. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I know I'm kind of all over the place on this one, but like I said, that was to be expected. I kind of want to get into like sports and OCD now because they go hand in hand. And a lot of people don't realize that they have OCD when they play a sport because it's kind of disguised as superstitions. You know, it could be anything. I know like a bunch of hockey players, they don't step on the lines like on the ice and baseball players have their whole whole ordeal that they do before they go up to bat. It's in every single sport. I mean, for me, I have a ton of superstitions, but I know that that's my OCD. And for some people, I mean, it could just be superstition, whatever. I'm not going to speak for everyone, but if you've ever played a sport, you can probably think of a superstition that you had or that you noticed that someone else had. Um, Some people that play sports, they have to do the same thing um, every game day. Eat the same thing, sleep at the same time, get up at the same time, put their shoes on the right way, dress the right way, listen to the same music. Like, it is intense, and it's seen as a superstition. But if they don't do it, then they'll play bad, or they'll, you know, some people do it because they don't want to get hurt. Like, if I don't put my shoe, my left shoe on before my right shoe, I'll get hurt today. Uh, that's OCD. I mean, there's no other really way to explain it. But a lot of the times with sports and these superstitions, they can really get out of hand. And it's super unhealthy. And you you really don't even realize it until it's too late. I mean, I just read a story recently about a guy. Uh, he played in the NHL, I think. And he he didn't even know that he had OCD, but he had all these things that he had to do especially before they got on the plane um, because he just had to be in control of everything. And that's how my OCD is. I do these things because my brain tells me that I am in control when I do them. You know, I am preventing these bad things from happening by doing these things. And I know that that is not logical. That literally makes no sense at all. But that's what my brain tells me. And it's strong. And so I do it. I listen. Um, And it's hard to break that pattern once you really get into it. And mine has been there for so long that it's it's ingrained. Um, But anyways, this guy, he was in control in like all aspects of his life. But he really felt like he wasn't in control when he was on an airplane, which you're really not like, you know, I don't want to scare anybody. But like planes are terrifying, kind of actually, no, not kind of like they really are. My OCD gets really bad before I go on flights anywhere. Like, it's bad. You can ask anyone who has been around me before a flight. It's rough. 
all the way up until the moment the plane lands, like the whole time. And anyways, this guy, he like had to talk to the pilots because he felt like they needed to see his face. And, you know, he kind of felt like more in control if he talked to them and kind of had like a part of their day was him, you know, whatever. Really no logic behind it, but it makes sense in your head when you're thinking those things. Um, And he didn't even notice it that he was doing this and his coaches and his uh, I think it was like his strength coach or something. Uh, they noticed it and they called him out on it. Not really called him out. They like talked to him nicely about it, but <laughs> he was like, no, I don't, I don't have that. Like, no, that's, that's not me. Um, and that's how it is for so many people, not even athletes. I mean, people have these all the time and I'm not saying every superstition is OCD. That is not what I'm saying, but the aspect of it that I think is OCD is the, if I don't do this, then this will happen. You know, there's superstitions like people believe in bad luck. Like a black cat walks out in front of you, you have bad luck for however long, whatever. I don't know if that's necessarily different. Um, I don't know. I don't know the exact like psychological background of it, but you know, it's along the same lines. And I so wish I could be one of those people that could just go out there, you know, put on my clothes and shoes however I so choose that day because uh, <laughs> right now there's only one right way and it cannot change uh, and I know that a lot of people are like that too and you probably don't even realize it so I challenge you to try to put on the opposite sock that you normally do and then put on the opposite shoe or put your I don't know just change it up and see how you feel uh, because I Cannot. I cannot change it up. Uh, Maybe one day I'll be able to, but not now. So if you're one of those people that can change it up every day and not feel any different or not feel weird, I totally commend you for that. That is freaking awesome. And it seems like such a mundane little thing to be proud of, but some people can't do that. And that, that is, honestly, it's impressive to me. And if you are that person, I would love for you to come teach me your ways. Um, Probably won't listen to you anyways, actually. So never mind. Probably be a huge waste of time. So honestly, I have so much more that I could talk about, but I want to save them for other episodes. And I also want to save them for when I have an actual guest. And those episodes will be longer when I actually have someone else to have a conversation with. Um, and that way you don't have to listen to my my voice the whole time. So that will be coming soon. So yeah. And like I said, I don't have any outro music either. So, um, this is just me saying, I guess, have a good two weeks. We'll be back soon. Me, not we, maybe we, who knows? We'll see what happens, but have a good two weeks. Maybe one day it'll also be every week when I'm not so crazy busy, Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you right now. Um, see you soon. Also, I totally wish that I had a camera on me right now because I literally just did double peace signs. So that's super embarrassing for me.